welcome back to The Price for Paradise. My name is Woody, AKA Crescent Woods, and with me today we have round two with my good friend, Cade Packer. Welcome back, brother. Thank you for having me, Mr. Woods. <laughs> if you guys uh, haven't heard before Cade was on here, we have uh, done a former episode called Dissolving the Ego with Cade. We talked about microdosing, we talked about mushrooms. It was a phenomenal podcast just talking about his story and just like what he went through and what he's going through now. So it's going to be great to catch up with him and we just... We, want, we started talking before the cast, and we had to stop ourselves because we figured we were just going to save it for this. So, welcome back, brother. Hey, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So, what's been new, dude? Like, what's happened? Like, like what's going on now? I heard you got a promotion. I heard things are kind of rolling for you. So, like, what's what's up? Um, life is, is fantastic. If you could see me now, my uh, for those of you listening, the smile on my face is it's, it's <laughs> big. huge. It's yeah. like cheek to cheek, dog. Yeah. Yeah. Life life has been very, very good to me. I'm very fortunate. I'm very blessed. Um, got a lot of good people around me, including this man sitting across from me um, that are just cheering me on. And so, But what's going on for me is just like what he said, I got a nice little promotion. Um, so I will be overseeing all of the peak locations here officially come May 1st. All of them? Correct. Yep. Arizona? Like, yep. oh, amazing, dude. Dude, that's crazy. So, like, what, like, what got you this opportunity? Like, why did he, I guess, pull you? Like, what was your differentiator? Like, why did, I guess, James look to you? Oh. I mean, shout out to James, former podcast <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And shout out to their podcast. It's a great podcast as well. Um, that's a great question. So I think it just comes down to like, honestly, trust. Um, if he ever comes to me with any sort of problem or something that he needs to get done, like he knows that I will execute it undoubtedly into the best of my ability. Um, and that just comes from, you know, time and time again, him coming for me over this, like just about to hit a year with the company um, and to never like wavering in that. Um, and That's fast, dude, too. A year with the company and you're already moving up like ahead of all of Arizona peaks. Like, yeah, it's, oh, dude, uh, that's exciting. And that's where like, I, I think you saw my, my story the other day about yeah. entitlement and um, like everyone is entitled to success. Um, I'm not a fan of victim mentality, big fan of extreme ownership. Yeah, and definitely. I, just like we talked about the last time, like I used to like fall in very hard into that victim mentality and that's like where a lot of my unhappiness like came from. Um, but just kind of switching my perspective and going out and like creating the life that I want. Um, and has, literally like going out and changing your perspective with yeah. any means necessary. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So. I, if you, my voice is a little bit uh, raspier than usual. Um, we just got back, or I just got back from Vegas, did like a little leadership course, <laughs> and there was a little bit of uh, projection involved. So that's that's where my voice comes from. <laughs> really? Oh, so yeah. you just like screaming, like you know, like out loud? Like, wait, explain. Uh, yeah, I mean, getting vulnerable. Uh, I don't want to like open up too much because there's going to be other people that will go out to the course eventually within the company, but it's just learning how to hone in your abilities to be a leader essentially and one of those being projecting um when the when it's necessary when the time's right because yeah. like there's a time and place for that yeah, yeah. not yelling all the time definitely yeah not. you definitely don't need to be like in the middle of the gym just projecting all the time <laughs> and and what you're very good at is using your diaphragm 
I've been using my throat, and so that's why my voice is gone. They were like very big on like, what is it, diaphragm yeah. diaphragmatic breathing? Like, yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> so I've yet to master that. I need to take some more uh, some more classes with you. Yeah, you got to come in some more, bro. <laughs> yes, yes. But what what else is new, man? So like, uh, like how how's life going on outside of that? Well, to be honest with you, like. I, I know we talked about last time I was like pursuing bodybuilding and what have you um, that like while I do like ha hold fitness very like near and dear to my heart like just putting too much energy and focus into that like definitely took away from other things in my life your success in your business right like the, to 100%. get to where you want to be now like you had to drop some of like the other things like that's the price yep it's the price for paradise what they say yeah <laughs> uh, so there's like sacrifice opportunity costs with every decision and like that while it was like something that I did want to do or at least I thought I wanted to do um, I saw the effect that it was having on like my career aspirations like my personal relationships and I just was like way less fulfilled like to be <laughs> honest with you well yeah, and what a sport to like do that and I mean it's time-consuming just because I mean every little detail of your lifestyle is controlled right like yeah. so like if you you can't sway from that at all and you know if you want to be the best at your work sometimes you're staying late sometimes you're doing things that are work first and then it get in the way of your prep and then it's just you feel like you're not accomplishing what you're trying to do you're set out to do right 100 percent and like that's like the biggest part at least of being a leader for me has always been leading by example um and then there's also also servant leadership and no shade against like the bodybuilding community at all but it is like it requires you to put yourself before other things um, in order, if you want the, the end result, which is winning. It's the price for paradise. Like, you gotta put in the hours. Like, yep. And it's hours of grind and, like, breaking down your body and putting it in with, like, without your friends. Without, like, you know, not everyone's gonna go on this ride with you. Nope. Like, there's no, there's no, there's not as many, there's running clubs. There's not as many, like, body, oh, yes, there's bodybuilding clubs. You go to the gym, meet your boys, but same thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, a lot of this grind is on you. And so, I, de I definitely saw that taken away from where I wanted to go and like it just slowly started like I just didn't really care about it as much um, and I felt like my mental was getting affected too and I I just get so much more benefit from these conversations and just like pouring myself into other people um, whereas like just like pouring myself pouring myself into myself like was draining almost. isolating yourself exactly yeah. And it's, I mean, I was talking about this earlier with uh, another trainer out there and she was, we were talking about how like psychology and physiology are really intertwined and sometimes when you get lost in like the bodybuilding world where you're doing a lot of isolation exercises, you're like isolating yourself like from other people and like out yeah. from like being in those certain parts of the community because they are not helpful in that time to grow your chest, right? So you're isolating your chest so that you can work on chest you'll grow a lot in your chest but you're not you know it's the, the body works in a big system together and so um, you there's ways to you know connect it all and that's why you see like the yogis right they're all connected yeah because they you know like legit like you know they're, they're trying to balance everything and do something like that right so the psychology and the physiology is super connected yeah it is it always is like much deeper than we think and I think that's where like you and I get along so well is because like we have like 
those very deep introspective like conversations where it's just not very superficial which i very much enjoy yeah and like uh, i had no clue what we were going to come in here talking about <laughs> which is like the fun part right because like i just figured it would spew off into like different directions especially with who we are um but yeah so Reeling it back a little bit. Tell me what you're gonna be like, like doing with this new position. Like, what's the what's the role? Like, what are you gonna be like in charge of, and who who are you gonna be? You know, well, so what, I, what, what leadership can you bring on? Okay, what, well, those are kind of two different questions there. But I'll, I'll, I'll answer the first take one. Back to the first one. So the role is head coach. Um, for like, we don't use management titles. It's like coach. So. The manager of the store, like individual store would be coach. And so me as head coach is just overseeing all of those individuals. Um, and literally, like, just the higher up that you get in a company is just making sure people are, like, doing their job correctly um, or just, like, even just doing it. Um, and so basically, to just put it simply, is like I'm just, like, in charge of operations. And so James and I went through. We have a roll pack for me to execute on, and that is – Basically, just like a bunch of like OCD tasks that I really like to do, um, mm-hmm. and just making sure that coaches are holding their employees accountable, and I'm I'm holding them accountable because then James was gonna sure as hell be holding me accountable. Because leadership's <laughs> top down, right? Very and so, so, like, I mean, if you're not gonna own, you know, everything below you as the leader, right? Like, then you're not much of a leader. No, you you have to be able to go down with the ship. Yeah. And that's huge. It's a big part of it. And it, that's, like you said, the balance of everything is like you, the leader more often than not gets all the recognition, but that's only if he succeeds. If he fails, then he sure as hell better assume all that ownership as well because that's, that's the it. price for paradise being the leader. <laughs> yep. Um, and then what was the other question? And, and explain the to me qualities. what the leadership qualities that you're going to bring to the table. Like, and, and like, like how are you going to ensue that? Okay. Um, so like I said, leading by example is like something that I took from the military. Um, and it's something I tell all my employees. Like, I, don't I mean, care. how is anyone going to believe if you don't practice what you preach? Oh yeah. I'm not going to tell anybody to do something that I personally have not done myself or Would continue do. to do. Yeah. Continue <laughs> to do. Yeah. Um, and so I could care less, like how long anyone's been there, um, what title they have. It's just like, Hey, like we're all here working towards a common mission. And that's to get people results and to serve others. And so if you're not aligned with that, then you're going to be called out. Um, And it's just peer-to-peer accountability. That's why I think that we thrive so well as an organization is because we are so close. And there's That you're willing to have those hard conversations with your friends to make them better instead of, you know, being nice, quote-unquote, even though it's, you know, dodging the reality. Absolutely. Um... Are you familiar with Patrick Lincioni? No. So James is the one that he showed me him, and he created what's called the five dysfunctions of a team. And at the bottom of that foundation is trust. And then it goes up, and it's uh, lack of conflict, then lack of commitment, then lack of accountability, and then it's like lack of results being at the top. Yeah. And so obviously starting at the bottom, like if you don't have trust, and it goes like with relationships, it just goes... Trust is like foundational. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but there's one quote that he talks about it and it's like trust plus conflict is the pursuit of truth. And like that just like resonated with me really hard. And cause I used to really 
despise having those difficult conversations because of my own ego. And like, I didn't want somebody to look at me in a bad light because like I was coming down on them or holding them accountable. But Patrick Lencioniosa says, he's like, if you love someone, you would like, tell them straight up, you owe it to them to like hold them accountable and to be honest with them because yeah, you want this result. Like your actions are not aligning with getting there. And so you may not like me in that moment. You may not like me for several moments thereafter, yeah. but eventually you'll come to that realization and you'll be like, Oh damn. Like he was just looking out for me. Yeah. He was just trying to help out. He cared. Yeah. Right. Right. And it's like uh, putting it off almost as like saying you don't care is what he's saying. Right. Is that, is that if you're, what if the, you're not calling somebody out, yeah, if you're not calling someone out, you don't care enough. I would. Yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. Um, which, <laughs> which is I, hard and we're human. We're not all perfect. We're not going to always, you know, fall, be a hundred percent on it, but like the effort to, and the intent to do it when you, when that situation comes up and you don't, and you're conscious of it to try and have that hard conversation. Yeah. And I, the big word that you said there is just intent and like, and that's where it comes down to the trust is like, if I trust that you like have my best interests in mind, then like when you are calling me out about something that like. I may get defensive about, like, no, your intent's good. It's not to, like, degrade me or demoralize me. No, like, it's like your friends make fun of you to make you better. Like, that, that, that's when you know you have your good friends, right? Like, they're giving you, like, those, like, uh, I don't know, like, picking on you, making fun of, like, yeah, you got something on your face right there. Just, yeah. just to, like, make sure you clean that off so you can, you know, be your better self. Be, you know, you. Yeah, I mean, it is, it's, it, it never ends. Like, it just... And it's what sucks is because like it does never end and so you just have to constantly be aware of it and like we're a human we slip up and like we maybe fall short in discipline sometimes but um that's why it's so important to surround yourself with like that close group of individuals because there's a saying like you are the average of the five people around you for a reason um and if you're not picking that circle very wisely then you're going to be a result of that yeah and if you can't find that circle find a podcaster who you let, want to be in your circle and listen to their podcast and put them in your ear <laughs> because that's that's repetitions of the mindsets and the conversations that you want to have right like and that's those are those things that maybe we don't always have access it, some people are very eager when they come up to people to scare people off you know yeah yeah you don't want to like definitely you know, tactful sometimes ways you to go to, about yeah it. you don't want to like just like rush up to people and start hey my name is this yeah like yeah. sometimes people don't want to be talked to like that but um, but there are ways to like, you know, still get these conversations, still, still have those things. And it's through podcasting, through audiobooks, it's through, you know, research and learning and, and things of that nature. And yeah, so what have you been reading lately, dude? What have you been, what have you been on? Well, I don't know if we talked about last time, but How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yeah, yeah phenomenal. Probably my favorite book of all time. Dude, um, it's just like just number one, number two, number three, just yeah. rule after rule and just beautiful. Dale Carnegie really hit the nail on the head with that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, how, what, what's the other one? Uh, seven Habits for Highly Effective People. Um, the one that like I say all the time is seek first to understand, then to be understood. And that's helped me immensely just because like, I used to be very and impatient. And what's the other one? Sharpen the saw. Like, that's yeah, the last that, one. That's the one I really like too. It's because like you have a, I don't know, <laughs> you could be wasting a lot of time like work smarter and harder like you don't have to just you know work hard just grind yeah grind 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 yourself into dust like you can work you, you know yeah be effective file it up and be effective yeah <laughs> exactly. exactly um i'm trying to think the one i'm reading right now is called outliers uh, i don't know actually i got, got it in my Gladwell. bag 
Yes. Yep. Have you read it? <laughs> I have. Uh, I feel like I've skimmed some summaries and some okay. plots and stuff of it. Yeah. It's freaking crazy. Like James. So James gave it to me um, this last like family dinner that we had, and he's like, "I'm really excited for you to read this book." Um, I was like, "Okay." Like anything James recommends to me, I'm pretty excited about because he yeah. kind of knows what he's talking about with some things. And uh, I'm like 180 pages in now, and it's just like when you talk about perspective, like. It puts a wild like spin on things and like success, like it goes. It talks about the far ends. It talks about the outliers. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. Crazy. it should be the title of the book. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like one of them being like the hockey player like cutoff date, just like the majority of like NHL players are born from January first to like the end of March, like those three months, and then it's April to June. And then, so there's very little hockey players that are born in from what December to October, and it's because starting at the age of ten years old, that's when like all star like teams are started. But the cutoff date is January first, and so at ten, obviously those kids that are born <laughs> earlier on in the year are going to have a severe advantage. So we created like a like societal pattern. Yeah, by by making the club age ten. <laughs> well, it's just like, it's a cutoff. Yeah, date. the cutoff age. Yeah, and so it's like if we had, and obviously this would require more work, but like having multiple different leagues, so like a cutoff date on the first, and then you could have one, let's say, like in the middle of the year, yeah. just to make it more fair, because obviously that ten year old is going to be way more mature and physically developed than the ten year old at the far end of the year. What's well, he got six extra months on him? Yeah. It's just like it's that that does make a difference when you're a kid. It's not as big of a difference when you're an adult, because like all these different like depends on how hard you work and how fast you grow and all these different things we mature differently. But like, yeah, that six months when you're a kid, it's huge. Especially if you, what if you hit your growth spurt and the other kid didn't, like, you know. Yeah. But think of how that like how that impacts that little kid when he is an adult. Like, cause yeah. we are, unfortunately and fortunately, just like a product of like our childhood, our childhood. And, that, <laughs> yeah. and that programming and so it's like it's pretty scary to think about like how impactful those decisions are and like we don't really like bat an eye to it because it's the same thing with like in our education system like you have kids going into honors classes and then they get more opportunity better teachers and it just compounds year over year whereas like that 10 year old was just like a little bit younger and like his brain wasn't as developed and he needed the more time and attention but he didn't get that. Exactly. Or she didn't get that. Well, the education system's all screwed up in a million different yeah. ways, and it's about to get way worse with this chat GPT stuff. Is AI is, like, scary good, and people are all over, are going to freak out about this in the coming years. Well, they should use use chat GPT to, like, get a summary of how to win friends. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Guys, if you're listening right now, go on chat GPT, how to win friends and influence people, and then just let it list out all the rules and write it down in your journal. Yep. And you'll be uh, set. And then go over them. There's, you can get the information, but if you're not implementing it, then it does you no good. Then you could also, I mean, another strategy is reread it to yourself and then take a voice memo and then you can listen to it as your thoughts. Ooh. Oh. Now you're getting serious. Yeah, now, I, I mean, I've done some research on how to remember stuff. Like, that is the, the best way, I think, for me because I'm a big audible guy, so I like to listen to okay. my information and I like to repeat it. So, like, repetition's key, right? Like, just like working out. Yeah, you gotta yeah. just listen to it again and again. A hundred percent. And that's why sometimes you gotta read those books multiple times. And sometimes it's better to read the same really good book fifteen times than reading fifteen books 
and not you know anything. not retaining anything or barely guessing anything on there. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Um, okay, what's another book? Oh, the last book I did on Audible was Conscious Coaching. Dude, Brett. Uh, something I don't know. I, yep, I know. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy. He's great. No, that's a good one too. So I, I take it that you read it then. Yeah, it talks about like, all the archetypes, right? Yep. Yeah, that one's a good one. Yeah, it's just like I mean, I was I've always felt like I've been a good like communicator with people and like able to adapt to certain individuals, but like him laying it out that. But you also got to realize you do attract like a certain kind of individual too, so that like you don't even run into half of these archetypes, and that is That's also great. part of it. That is true, but I think I don't like to like narrow myself <laughs> yeah. down like oh, that yeah. because but, I deal with so many different people, like in the stores even. That's true, you know, because who who knows who walks into a peak nutrition, right? But you yeah. guys also do have a peak community that's very peak oriented kind of people. Yeah, no, you're. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing, but like. I just want like everybody to succeed. Like that's like my personal. Of course, and yeah, don't we all? <sighs> well, I think I think some people fall. Nobody's in... ever rubbed you the wrong way. <sighs> well, d- absolutely, absolutely. But <laughs> I think when it comes to like success, is like people think that you're taken from my piece of the pie. Like if you're doing well over there, and it's like, no, let's no, just get a big let's pie. Let's just get bro. a big pie. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and honestly, like yeah, everyone has this illusion of competition. Sometimes there's not as many much competition as you think when you're like a personal trainer, right? Like there's 80% of the population is a it doesn't have a gym membership, so you're like, well, there you go. Like everyone can be a trainer and still be thriving. Like yes, it's not it's an illusion that you're building up in your mind. Yep, I don't. How are you taking care of your mind lately? So that like I do a lot of reflection. Um, like I oh, like every day. I will like lay down and like think, like walk through my day. Um, and if there is something on my mind, like usually we'll write it down in my journal or like I vent about it to mainly James. Um, I like, I actually came to him the other day and like thought, like I said, like I would like you to get like a, a therapist, but I don't really like, I feel like that has like a negative connotation to it. So like I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to call it more of a life coach. Um, yeah. Just because, like, I constantly am giving, and like, I, I don't, I'm not complaining about that by any means, but like, sometimes, like, I need to vent, like, I'm human too. Yeah. Um, and I don't want that to be like the people that I'm constantly like giving to. I just feel well, like I'm, I'm it's a weird you, disconnect. I'm, well, I'm glad you called me because then, uh, like, as much as people always. Joke about is like guys don't get therapists; they just start podcasts and then they talk to their friends the whole time, and then it's really just a therapy session, right? Yeah, let me get it. Let me get it out. Let me talk about something. Like I need to get it to to somewhere or something. Yeah, yeah. And who knows who's listening, right? Like who knows who get help with this information? Because like it's you know it's you in your journey right now, and it's like you know. A hundred ears could listen to it, or ten ears could listen to it, or one ear could listen to it, and it could be just you know the thing that clicked for them to no, help absolutely. on their journey. Absolutely, and and to be honest with you, like life has been really good lately, and um, I credit Andy Frasilla just like giving me the. Uh, I watched some video, and it's discipline, gratitude, and purpose are so, like, the three like keys to happiness. I like them so much. I got them tattooed around my neck. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Let's go. A little aggressive. Um, I like it. Thank you very much. But, like, even back when we last talked, like, gratitude was something that I struggled with throughout 
my childhood and throughout a lot of my early adult well, life. Well, gratitude's a weird one because it's like you can say the things, but yeah. you have to feel the things. You have to, you have to really be grateful, and that's like hard sometimes to be grateful for things when you're not feeling good, when you're not like when things aren't going great. But being grateful is a great thing to lean on, and it's a great thing to actually feel because it does help so much. Mm. No, and we, we were talking a little a little bit about um, like our limiting beliefs, like before we got started, and. One of mine is just like, I'm really bad at like celebrating success and like where I am. <laughs> and like, yeah. just because I am not at all satisfied. Because you have big goals, right? Like your vision's huge. And so like, yeah, <laughs> the real goal is at the end of this like big oh, line, right? So, so like, so how do I celebrate on the journey still? Because it's like, but you need to find those times to, you know, help rejuvenate you and like really, you know, wake you up to like wanting to continue. Yeah. I, luckily, it's, I haven't hit that wall yet. Yeah. But like, just like with everything that we've been talking about, it's like, while I, I do struggle to like celebrate success and like really be aware of like how far I have come, it's just like, there's a dichotomy where I, I still want to keep going. It's like a big motivator to like, and is it good to forward. just keep going? Hey, not always. It might, work. it might work, though. Yeah, I mean, grit is a pretty, <laughs> pretty damn good quality to have. Um, yeah. But you're absolutely right. Like, being grateful of the small things and like not just saying the words, but like actually feeling the gratitude. Um, like, what do you really like? What are you really grateful for? Like you right now? Like, what's okay? Yeah. yeah. What are you really um, grateful for? Literally, like my entire all of the experiences that i've gone through in my past because like everything that has led up to like me sitting here right now has made me the man that i am and so like there's nothing that i look back on and i'm like oh i wish that didn't happen to me like the biggest the biggest ones is like is when you make that switch where it's like i'm grateful for the things that were bad yeah all that would like like not like that's the one right like because like I can be grateful for all the good things like it's easy to be, it's be? easy yeah, to be on that be. stuff right right but like like I'm talking I am grateful for some like heavy some traumas trauma. yep. like like and it made me the man who I am today and it's like I would not even be close to strong or resilient or like mentally tough or because of those things I would be I wouldn't be here right now probably talking to you all right well, I wouldn't have a podcast or you know. Hey, you've been asking me a lot of questions. What would you say is like one of the most defining traumatic experiences that made Creston Woods who he is? <laughs> well, the biggest, like, e this one's pretty easy. So okay. like uh, the biggest, most defining one is probably when my dad died when I was six. So he passed away um, when I was six. So I grew up with a single mom, like the whole, my whole life, like uh, since I was six. And so that was uh, a big, I don't know, place where I had to grow fast and like I grew up in different ways than other people because I didn't have that thing that masculine to look towards so like my entire life has been figuring out what the masculine is and how to properly do it and you know who do you trust because like what can you trust other than your family yeah and your mom being not a man so how do you like yeah she's trying to be in her masculine and you know take care of the family and do all these things and i applaud her for being superwoman and doing all of that and it was you know but you still had to like you know figure out a lot of things 
Yeah. And like talk to other men that are that look like the epitome of the masculine, or you know, to do those things. So like. That's why I have a podcast, so I can learn those things, so yeah. I can grow and still connect, because it's still like a lifelong lesson of learning what that is, so that one day when I become that dad, because like, overarching goal now is to become a dad, because I never had one, and so, like, or I didn't have one growing up, and like, that was big, and so, yeah, this is, that's the whole purpose of my life, and it shaped everything. That's freaking awesome, dude. Thank <laughs> you shaped for everything. sharing that. Of course, and yeah, well, thanks for asking. Absolutely. Um, damn. That's like... It hits like really hard because like one of my best friends, shout out Luke Labate. Um, shout out Luke. Yep, he's I. I've known him for over a decade now, and he's dealt with similar trauma where he didn't have a father figure. He like at a very young age, um, and so it's just like that's a huge hole. Um, and like while your mom is great. Susie's the freaking best. Yeah, we love um, Susie. <laughs> it's just she's got she's got to be the mom, but she's also got to be the dad, and it's just that's and a she lot can't let of, go. She can't be in her feminine all the time. No, nope. she doesn't. I'm sure she's mixed up too about like you know. I'm, if you're listening to this, mom, sorry we're talking about you, but yeah, like I'm sure you get mixed up too, like in like being in your masculine all the time, not letting go, and being you know able to be f- free in your feminine, and that's you know huge. That actually, like, that kind of brings me to something I want to ask you is, like, what do you think the current state of, like, the feminine, like, in society is? Like, that's horribly oh. worded, but, like, how how do women use their, their feminine side? Is that, does that make sense? Yeah. So, okay. You're going you're gonna to get me on a topic here. All right. So, the masculine and the feminine is a big, like, you know, uh, controversial, controversial topic. topic in society. I do think that there are big differences in how men work and how females work and like it has a lot to do with our hormonal cycles and like the way we like you know interact with the world and the things that we're meant to do and be and like you know how we were created and yeah Yeah, biology biology is like it's like a big thing but um in society it's been very confusing right it's been like this battle over like i feel like we're in a time of really strong women yeah and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. That's a good. It's great that we have lots of strong women, but we need to have like a balance, right? Like of strong men too, and like we don't. <laughs> we don't. And so it seems like there's like a a disconnect there where uh, a lot of men are just kind of giving in to these women because they're beautiful and they you know give them attention and do these things, but they. They work us, like, you know, and we don't need to be like, I don't know, like that. Giving them the attention because that's actually, like, not helping us, right? Like It's, it's hurting you. It's hurting you to, to, you know, be chasing after all of these girls that aren't, like, they're kind of toxic for you. Yeah, and women don't respect and that either. Women, yeah, and women don't even respect you chasing them like that. Like, they want you to be the man. They want you to, you know, they want to come to you for something that they need. And, like, be, like, the masculine and be the, the figurehead and, like, be the head of the household. Like, that's, like, a thing. And I think you said that. And naturally. That's, that's like, innate, right? Like, where yes. I, I don't think that, like, society thinks that. I don't, like, no. right now, at least. And I think that that is, like, uh, women are longing for strong men, but we have, like, yeah, they have to be in their masculine a lot. And that's like well, they don't have to. They choose. But like, to. well, some women, like single moms, right? Like, yeah, yes. okay. like, like, shout as out, I like, like, as I pulled back <laughs> yeah. from like that earlier. Correct. Yes. Um, like some do, 
Yeah. But like, yeah. No, you're uh, you're absolutely and right. That's what I think the state of I guess our you know society is. It's like, but I think it's coming out of so. I think it's coming out of that. I think men are getting stronger. I think we're we're becoming more conscious of this because I see a lot of people coming into the gym. I think it's like post-COVID time, right? Like post-chaos, post more structure coming into the world, hopefully. Uh, the pendulum's swinging back yeah. towards balance, but I don't know. What do you think? I, I mean, I agree with everything that you just said. Uh, like, while there, again, the balance, it's like, while there's, it's great to see like, women succeed and like achieve independence it's yeah, like shout what out is to it? strong women like that's cool like i mean i respect a go-getter girl like yeah i just think that like that success like it comes along with a lot of masculine traits where it's like being very assertive being disagreeable um dominant and like those are masculine traits and it's like that's not that's not something that i personally would like want in a female partner like, I want to come home and I want you to be feminine. Like, and I think society has just demonized that for whatever reason. They, they like to demonize the feminine. Like, yeah. Like, it's like, like being it, emotional and being nurturing and, and being submissive. They like have made the word submissive so bad. And yeah, it's like, it's not, it's like a, it's like surrender. Like when you're in the, like when you're in the cold plunge, the, you, guys, the, yeah. you have to surrender guys. Like that is it. Like you just gotta let go and you gotta be and let okay with that situation and that is like yeah that's that you surrender's not always bad it's no it's not it's just like those those masculine women will just say just like to generalize it's like they want a traditional man but like that traditional man wants a traditional woman and so there's that disconnect we, we go to our reciprocal opposites right and so if, <laughs> if you want a traditional man then you have to teach your reciprocal opposite man to be more masculine so that you can be more in your feminine but like that is like what we need like as a society right we need the feminine to help teach the masculine to be stronger so that we can be you know that guy so you can be in your feminine yeah i saw i saw a freaking it was like a clip the other day it was chris williamson do you know who that is uh, uh chris williamson no yeah have you is it like a he's Entrepreneur, yeah. life coach, like he's like best friends with Alex Ramosi. Oh yes, yeah, 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 I do know, I do, I do. Um, but he was like, he posted a video about it, like how he's like, I have no idea how I would like navigate being a woman in today's day and age, just because there you're getting shouted like this from one side, and like then hey, don't be like a stay home mom or whatever on the other side, and it's just like, what the heck, like who, who do you, do you listen do? to? Yeah, who do you listen to? Somebody has to step up and be, you know, assertive. And, you know, and then girls look to that guy to be the masculine, right? Yeah. And that's... Uh, that's just strictly, like, in a dating capacity, yeah, dating, though. Yeah. Like, in life, obviously, like, we talk about and being successful. And this is successful. all, like, what we see in our... Correct. In yeah. our personal, like, twenty <laughs> mid-20s, like, you know, lives hey. uh, with the masculine and the feminine. Because that's what we attract in our lives. And that's what we hear about. <laughs> but, I mean... Everything that you were saying, like, while we are young, like, it's very true. Like, I used to be not, like, I, I would just say, like, not confident, like, when I was, like, out there dating and, like, with women. Like, talking to women and, like, would be, I, I don't want to say, like, 
just like would let them, let them finesse me. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause oh, they, they dude, want got... the attention. They 100%. want your energy. You want your time. And for us dudes, like we need all of those resources in order to create our value as a man, like to be able to be in a position where we can financially provide and like have this status. Cause they want that traditional man. Like it comes with, you know, you being able to provide financially, physically, if they get into some sort of trouble. 100%. And those things take time to build. Like, it takes time in the gym. It takes time to build that income. (laughs) Yeah. And so all that time that they're sucking, for lack of a better word, out of you, it's just like you have to be very careful with what what you give. What kind of girl you go to, too. Which kind of girl you get in your life? Is she draining your energy? Is she giving you energy? Is like, yeah, because that could be it, too. Because sometimes, like... It's a great motivator, but if they're just like, you know, grabbing and pulling you down, like monkey in a barrel, pulling you back down with them, like while you're growing, like that is also like not. I hope you're getting some good sex out of it. Like, goodness (laughs) gracious. Like, she's got to be real hot, dude. Like, (laughs) but even that only goes so far, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it's just, it's tough, especially like, I don't know. I've been doing a lot of thinking about this lately just because. I am young and I want the same thing like you is like to be a father one day um, and just like looking at the current state of like Western women. It's just, oh man. It's kind of, it's just, Needle it's interesting. In a haystack. Yeah. I it prob- feels like, that's what it feels like. Uh, you know, <laughs> have you ever watched, have you ever watched Fresh and Fit, the podcast? Uh, no, no. Yeah. I probably watched too much of that, but they, <laughs> they talk a lot about like that dynamic for, you know, there's a lot of beta men for lack of a better word out there that are not strong in their masculine and then there's the women that are very strong in their masculine and then like neglect their feminine and they all have like that criteria that they want the man to meet but then when a dude has criteria it's like oh it's shaming like you and it's wait well you have preferences why can't i like I just yeah, don't understand oh, that. Yeah, I mean, don't the feminists say the same thing? Why don't you men? You men do this. Why don't we get this? You know, it's like the same thing. Yeah. You know, like, ah, I don't. Ah. But I think that there's also this, like, fixed mindset that goes along with, like, because you're, like, because, okay, so I grow up with a single mom. Yeah. And so I guess I'm probably more, like, understanding of my feminine yeah, than I am, I mean, like, probably. without my, like, gr- during my early years because I am looking to develop the masculine, right? And people don't understand they can develop these things. It's not like, it's like I was not, I was, de- yes, I was that weak man back then. I was, in like when my early 20s and I was in college and I just wanted attention from girls and that would be great. Like, but then again, and yeah, you're just giving more than you even have to offer. Yeah, literally. <laughs> you know? That's, we're and, talking about imposter syndrome. Yeah. Right? <laughs> And so you're giving more than you have to offer and then you're like, or you're acting like this thing that you're not because you're trying to impress some girl and it doesn't, it doesn't add up in the end and it just ends up putting you even lower than you started. And that's the problem, right? And then, but you can cultivate it, right? So I feel like I've been working on that. I've not, I've been putting... Yeah, we haven't mastered it yet. Yeah, I haven't mastered it yet. Still on like halfway there, maybe, I don't know, like a third, (laughs) maybe a fourth, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I'm still working on that, like that masculine side so that I can start to, you know, develop that. Because I think that's like a growth mindset, 27. Okay, yeah, seriously. I'm still young, right? You know, like I'm not... And we age like wine. (laughs) (laughs) Only get better. I mean, 
it is the truth. That is the truth. Because you just like have more time you can put towards building that resume for when it does come time for you to find a chick and settle down that you can be like, yeah, that's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's that whole thing about how men gain value with age versus women. That one's a very one. That's true. Uh, I'm yeah, not even going to deny that. But like, like, yeah, people get mad at that too. Yeah, but <laughs> facts don't care about but, your feelings. But it's true. Yeah. It's again, there it is. That's like the, the hard conversation that people don't want to have. It's like, it's true, right? It is. Yeah. <laughs> Women look to older men because they're more established. They have the things that the can, stability, the stability, the foundations, those things. Mm -hmm. And men look to young women because they are young women and they're, they're beautiful pure. and they're pure and they have been with they mess up less messed up by all us men yeah. <laughs> that they had to deal with or whatever no yeah, or their own situations. less trauma they like so fresh and fit they have a, a saying and it's like women want a man with a future and men want a woman without a past <laughs> and it's just like it's so true is because like as a man like i want to be able to like show you the world you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, and wanna, give you all these experiences. I, I want to be the first one. I want to be the one. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. And it's not like, I think that gets mistaken and for like insecurity and stuff. And it's like, no, that's not it at all. It's just like, I just, I want to be. I want to be your first pick. Yeah. I don't want to be a second, <laughs> second round draft pick. I want to be number yeah, one. Nobody. I want to be first round draft pick. I don't know why I would want to be in a relationship with you if I was second round. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Backup choice. No, I'm not. I didn't come in because you got in, the first guy got injured. <laughs> but look what Tom Brady did. <laughs> you know, you know, thirty whatever round he got. Yeah. Sometimes you just need your moment. It's that it's that outlier. It's all about Patience that opportunity. Yeah. No, you just gotta wait it out. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. What do you What have you got going on lately? Um, so I'm training for a marathon. Okay. So I got. Well, oh yeah. By the way. Um, we're doing this massive charity event before this marathon. Um, May 20th, we're doing a 12-hour workout here. And Where is here? Elevate Fitness, Chandler Boulevard and Rural. And it is a, we're trying to raise 50 grand for battered women, abused women, and shelter, for uh, this uh, charity called Chrysalis. Okay. And so, what well, me and Dr. Poorman, he's been on the podcast um, a couple podcasts ago, um, are, are going to work out for 12 hours. And we've, we've created 12 hour blocks where, like, breath work is a bl hour block. Then we have sports performance training with Cynthia. Then we have firefighter hour. We have the Murph hour. We have cop hour. We have all of these different themed hours with, you know, single mom hour like all of them like and we're gonna try to build like a community presence around elevate we're trying to you know get all these populations in here for a good cause work out for 12 hours have a great event put elevate on the map bring in the news bring in vendors like i mean i talked to tristan already okay I, we're gonna have someone from pete come over and run a workout if you want to run the workout by all means <laughs> All right. Be the guy. Hey, but, <laughs> I'll be here to support. Yeah, May twentieth. If you got if you got the free time, but uh, yeah, that's like a big thing that we're going to be doing um, next month. And then after that, like two weeks later, I got a marathon <laughs> in San Diego. And then later in the year, my buddy wants to do a half Ironman in Santa Cruz. 
So that's my year. <laughs> it's okay. like those are the year goals kind of, you know, lining up. Is this the first marathon? This is my first marathon. I've wow. never done a marathon. I've done a half, a bunch of I've done like a few halves and then I've done the two half Ironmans, but I haven't done the full marathon, but that's like my favorite of the Ironman sports is running. So I'm excited. Like I I love running. You can do that for me, brother. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're looking good. I mean, I haven't seen you in Oh, it's thanks, it, man. It's had to have been three, four months. Dude, yeah, I know. Ever since you got pulled out of Tempe, yeah, I uh, he's been moving up the ranks quickly here at Peak. He was in Tempe for a while, and then he got moved to Scottsdale. Then he got pulled out, of, and I just haven't seen him. But hey, we're here now, though. But it's always good to have the people where you just like the the friends where we can have the same conversation. Like even it's been three months, it's been six months, it yeah. doesn't matter. It's been a year or two. Like you just have that conversation. You Here's just pick up where you left off. Yeah, because that's what friends do. I feel like, gosh, I don't know, like, that, that kind of, like, makes me think of our Hormozy video where he talks about, um, like, friendships and we've been the condition to, like, maintain, like, oh, if you're not friends with your buddy from kindergarten, like, what the heck? And it's, like, it's made out to be, like, bad. Like, and I, I even felt that way for some time. Is like, if I was, like, st- oh, if I yeah. stopped being friends with somebody, like, that I was a bad person for that, but then like you have that perspective shift where it's like, hey, like no, they're just I'm doing just their different. thing. I'm doing their thing. Yeah. We're different right now. It's a like, different chapter. If we were on the same energy and we're in like the same running club or like the same thing, like yeah, dude, like I'll come hang out. Like it's gonna work. We're gonna vibe at the same time, but we're not vibing right now. Different vibration, yeah. different frequency. Well, I want somebody like a frequency above me so I can then ele- <laughs> elevate to that. Well, why don't you? Well, build it and they will come. Yeah, right. Feel you the gotta, dreams. You have to. <laughs> Yes, you have to be it. You have to you have to live the life that you want to create, right? You have to create it. You have to cultivate the masculine. You have to do those things to be that person. Okay. To get to attract those people, right? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And we're doing it every day, reading every day, just trying to like stay motivated, stay driven and like just get better. Cause there like is no like what maintenance. Because everybody else is getting better. Dude, It's and it's not even a, there's no, it's like a, the stock market, you know? It's like yeah. up, down, up, down, up, 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 down, 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 up, 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 yeah. But you just want to make sure, like, those downs aren't, like, I was talking to James about this the other day, and it's you like, gotta have not a good, big down. Yeah, because, like, you got to have those, like, safety mechanisms, right? Like, like, if you create a gym routine, if you create a sauna routine, if you create a cold plunge routine, if you create a running routine, a journaling routine, like, all these things are your safety nets, right? You can fall back on them when you are falling, when you're not growing, when you're not doing those things, right? Like, those are the things that keep you upticking, and so you lean on those things. You create yeah. that life. Yeah, and having good people around you that'll call you out when tell you you're not doing your shit yeah i and that's just like i don't know I've, re- I've been reading like scaling up every once in a while too and that's about like the rockefeller habits and one of the like quotes for lack of a better word is like leaders don't need to be managed um yeah funny enough but it's like they just like they just you can do. point them in direction they just do um, and it's like, it's just like been a difficult concept to kind of wrap my head around for whatever reason. Cause I'm like thinking about that. And like, obviously leaders are surrounded by other like good people, like, cause you could never do anything alone. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know why that's been like, it's been a weird thing to think about. 
Uh, it, well, I yeah, because I think it's like it's fluctu. It's like it's like a. It's not always on, right? Yeah. You got to turn like leadership's not always on. No. Like sometimes you don't you don't want to be a leader. It's like the situation. It's like the the people you're around. It's like the people like you show up to peak, right? You're a leader, but you show up in like a I don't know in a different situation. You you might lead, but you might not be like you know alpha dog head of all of Arizona guys. You know. Yeah. Like it's different, right? No, you're you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It's uh, it's weird. I had, I just had a freaking a thought. Oh, it was another Chris Williams th- uh, Williamson quote, and he was like talking about um, male therapy. And I think it just like when you go in, you you said that one thing about like switching it on and like then switching it off, and it's I kind of like I think that it should always be on. Um, and it's because like if you have your you need to know your purpose especially as a man like oh yeah your purpose and he talked we'd be depressed without purpose a hundred and i think that's i mean look at anxiety and depression in a world like 60 percent of our generation is on ssris right now and it's like only getting worse and it's not like society's gotten any more difficult i would say convenience is only increasing yeah, I mean, I talked to Rob, um, one of the members out here. He was on the podcast um, a while back. He's a pharmacist. And it's like, yeah, like everyone's on ED medication. Everyone's on, you know. Xanax. Xanax. Zoloft. Zoloft. Whatever you want to call it. And Adderall and Ritalin yep. also. But like besides like, but that's all like, that's a lot of people in society. <laughs> like throughout and it's not it's not a little like it's like and those you don't have to take those things actually you don't like it's not necessary for any of that no i don't i don't think that you you don't need it it's we made those things <laughs> yeah just uh i mean this is it goes back to like when i was in the military and like i used to pretty heavily abuse alcohol um and even like before that right and called like having fun stuff and like and then I just kind of like got out of it because like you and I go out, let's say, and like we're friends, we want to have a good time and go out and just be social. And then, so why would I numb myself like to have that experience? Like, is it not like good enough just hanging out with you? Well, like, yeah, like, I, I mean, we used to always do those things, right? To loosen up. But now like that we can actually have, like now that I'm like grown up and I can have conversation like without being alcohol, you know, like intoxicated under the influence so I, of some kind, under the influence of some kind. Yeah. Like then why would I, why do I need to now? Yeah. yeah. If it, if I know it's going to affect my training, if I know it's going to affect like, you know, how I sleep and all these different factors of my life and we can still have the same experience. hundred percent. I think, I mean, we just got to dive a little bit deeper. It's like, obviously it's used as an escape to like numb themselves from the reality of life. But like, then what are they like? What are they numbing themselves? Like, what in their lives is like causing them to like need to to do that behavior? And I think if we can address that rather than just like putting a band aid on it, like what a Xanax is literally, it's just like hey, rather than address like what is actually causing your anxiety and this like deep rooted trauma, here just take this, and so you don't have to feel anything, and then just be on it forever, and then you'll be happy. It's like no, yeah, but you can't sell that in a pill. No, no. and then we're the only like what we're the only country that can advertise for um, 
like drugs like medications yeah like not like, like pharmaceutical medications yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we just advertise it like like no it's brand awareness like it's well, like you know people are trying to like sell you a drug like it's normal they're normalizing it yeah. desensitizing us all desensitizing it so I'm yes. not a conspiracy theorist <laughs> <laughs> maybe a little bit yeah but, but like it's it, it's bad and then like you could you can take su- like oh, you can take supplements and you can do things that can like you know Definitely supplements, supplements from Peak Nutrition. They carry some good nutrition. ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can take supplements, and the, those things are. There's some supplements out there that are profoundly like changing on your life. Like you can. What's your favorite? Upgrade. What are your favorite three? My favorite three supplements. Yes. Okay. I think we talked about this last time, but, uh, but refresh. Yeah, yeah, refresh. Well, I have been doing a new sleep stack, right? So okay. my new sleep stack has been really nice. So this is really like three in one. But uh, the sleep stack is magnesium with uh, magnesium, glycine, electrolytes, vitamin C, and essential amino acids. And you take that right before bed because I don't like to want to eat like a meal right before I sleep. But the amino acids keep me building muscle at night. Um, then you got the glycine, put you to sleep. Oh yeah, and they threw in some L-theanine in there too. Okay, yeah, that's Just nice calming. Nice calm, yeah. you know. Yeah, and if you guys also, by the way, L-theanine is like what you guys look for in alcohol, right? Like the GABA inhibitor, right? Like GABA. So it's like a neurotransmitter thing. So like if you don't, if you want to have like to wean off of alcohol, like take some L-theanine, you'll get some similar like euphoric effects. So something like that is cool. But other top supplements, so magnesium being number one. Okay. Let's just lump that sleep stack. Sleep then what, stack, what are you but got? magnesium is that the one out of that okay. sleep stack. Um, and then you go... The ready for my nootropic. Yes, <laughs> you guys nailed it on the new, on the ready. Like that's like by far my favorite. Like I don't, I take it every day, <laughs> and I try to take a day off in the week. But yeah, don't like, let your body get a tolerance. Come on, I Woody. know, I know, I know. But it is, it is really good. It's like, it's phenomenal. Then I would say. Uh, creatine probably is yeah, like, just or like effective. just like the most effective, safest, like not like a problem on your body. I think that people, I don't know why everyone doesn't take it. It's not just like because I'm too bulky and I'll retain water, Woody. Come on. Yeah, because you're not made of water. Like, and it's not like your joints are tight and hurting because there's not enough water in there. So you need to drink more. So I don't know. Hey, that requires effort. Effort, people. <laughs> I don't want to work hard. I just want the result, man. Come yeah. on. What about you? What are your top three? Top three. Hmm. I would say I definitely, I love the nootropic, um, the Modern Warrior Ready. I love stacking it with a nice little microdose um, of... Oh, that is the supplement. And that's a good one. It's just a, it's a very synergistic combination. I have the euphoria... I mean, I talked to you last time, like I used to take Adderall, I used to abuse Adderall, um, and then I found this, and it gives me the same focus um, without without, an infe- without being an amphetamine, and, yeah. Without being an asshole, without being all the other, like, yeah. antsy, like, yeah, sometimes I feel like crap on the 
You're living on meth. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Andrew Huberman talks about it all the time, like, about how bad it is for your brain. I'm not even going to begin to, like, try and sound as smart as he is. Yeah, no, he's, no, no. Uh, yeah, I know. The like, of his half own. the stuff I regurgitate on this <laughs> yeah. podcast is, like, Huberman. Like, you can just credit that all day. Yeah. Yeah. Epinephrine, <laughs> nordopamine, whatever the heck he talks uh, about. If you hear me talking about morning sunlight, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely probably a Huberman quote or something. Oh, he's a smart man. But. Yeah. Creatine, definitely, like, I'm right there with you. Um, it's so easy to get and it's so beneficial like the most effective out of any supplement um then another one i honestly like fish oil because i don't really eat too much fish dude fish oil is big yeah i i feel like i was the healthiest diet ever when i lived in hawaii because i was eating fresh fish every day like it was like i just it went down so easy felt great felt like i got protein and omegas and like my brain felt awesome well, that's what I mean. The omega threes for your, the DHA for your brain, and then cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death in America. And that EPA in there help reduce those triglycerides in our blood, baby. Bingo. What more can you ask, What more can you look for? Yeah. Um, and when we're talking about freaking people on Xanax and just numbing themselves, right? Anxiety, depression, just being kind of spiraling out of control. Where it's they can be linked back to those low traces of. DHA, which I'm not going to be able to pronounce the full, like, elongated <laughs> um, But low traces of it, like, and even creatine, there was a study for it, for um, anxiety and depression. Oh, yeah, no, and there's, like, some really good Parkinson's, Alzheimer's studies for creatine, like, for brain, because your brain, you know, needs to retain water, too, and you, it definitely helps. I didn't even see that one. I mean, yeah. the, fi- the fish oil one, like, that was the biggest thing with like my grandpa's got Alzheimer's pretty bad. And like when I got out of the military, like, I mean, we talked about it last podcast, like I was very self-centered um, and like just out of touch with like my family and him in particular. And I was like talking to him about like, hey, what's going on? Um, what are the doctors like talking to you about for his brain? Cause it's just been slowly deteriorating. And I asked him about if he was like taking fish oil, just because I had been starting to read up on this stuff and learn about the benefits. And like none of his doctors had even asked about it. And like it's just something like it's such an easy fix. Like that if would it have been like a monumental change if he had been taking fish oil until now? You know, we can't. We can't. You don't know. Yeah, we can't affirmatively say that. But what could it have helped? Yeah, and if Maybe. that if that could have helped my grandpa, then like I would absolutely have like recommended that to him. So I just kind of like And that's why you take it yourself own... now. Yeah. Because you don't want like that to question that. Even if it is, if it's not, you know, it, it, I'm gonna do it anyways. And that's I mean, I think we just think as a society, I know I fucking I, I freaking fall victim to this. Um <laughs> very often is like that instant gratification. Oh yeah, and you gotta be patient. Yeah, I want I want to get jacked now. I want this promotion now where it's like, hey, no, like these, these things are gonna pay off months, years down the line. And that's, and that's my problem sometimes with people don't understand about the price for paradise when you take like endogenous hormones and you take, like you didn't, put in like the as much effort to get the same results but the mental benefit of doing all that work oh the dopamine like like you had to put in some like then like to naturally get to there like you had to put in so much grind like (laughs) it's crazy your body's like bigger like and you've 
you earned it, right? Like, and so then it's like, if you started just putting on size, like it was easy, um, then you don't appreciate it as much because you didn't earn it as much, right? Like it wasn't as earned as much. And yeah. so like, there's a the psychology behind that too, right? Like being like, you can be the baddest motherfucking world, but like, it's not if you didn't really earn it. Yeah, I mean, like that's why I like I like respect guys like David Goggins, like who will bury himself into the ground because he actually went out and ran 240 miles with a plate in his leg, and like yeah, that yeah, that was crazy. I think, I mean, that's kind of a, a difficult topic just because you know there are plenty of people that take exogenous hormones and like then Definitely. they don't do the work along with you it. You have to do the long work along with it too. I'm but, not saying you don't, you yeah. can't do. I, no, 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 no. Yeah, and again, if you're doing it right. If you're trying to like, there's some parts where you plateau and you can't go bigger. You can't get bigger than that without them. Yeah. Like in the bodybuilding world, it is the price for paradise. 100%. You can't join winning. that world. You cannot join that world if you don't do steroids. But that's why people also lose their minds because like they're trying, the hormones, the are, hormones are all up. out of whack. Like there's also that part of it too. Because hormones affect the way you interact with the world. They affect everything. They're the chemical messengers in your body. And like, why you? Why do you think women in society are like strong women right now and against a lot of things? I think a lot of it has to do with like the way we put them on birth control for a long time ago. And so, girls don't want to like girls in their twenties don't want to have kids. Like, <laughs> I met this girl the other day. She didn't want to have kids, and but then now she's getting off birth control. I want to see if she, she changes her like mindset. Like when she goes off birth control, and then. Has, starts having regular cycles and if like the spike in estrogen is like changes her mind even though she's very adamant like very adamant against that she's gonna want to have kids but I just I I think hormones play a bigger impact than people give them credit and like the way you interact with the world yeah I mean I remember when I got my blood work done and like I it was at 115 nanograms per deciliter for testosterone, which is very low. I mean, like the range is like 300 to 1100, right? Um, and dude, I felt like crap. Like my drive to get out of bed in the morning, like my libido was non-existent. It just like, I literally didn't feel like a man. And so like just just that hormone alone, especially for men, like- Testosterone is- It's ridiculous. Vital. And then you go into like cortisol. Like, and I always, whenever I'm talking with like customers in the store, it's like, look at Obama when he began his presidency and then look at him at the end of eight years and like how much he aged and, or even just like any general that's been in the military and he's like in his forties or maybe even fifties, but like how he's damaged gray that on your body. Yeah. He looks like crap because the cortisol just freaking kills your body. And what sucks is like our brain can't differentiate like cortisol, it's like stress is stress. It's is it, it's emotional, if it's physical, like, hey, and, we take it all the same. Yeah, and like cortisol is like, you know, necessary evil. We need it in our bodies. It's an For awareness tool and it's a thing. Stress like, is good. Stress is like, like we need to know if we're being stressed out so we don't hurt ourselves. Like it's an awareness tool, but like at the same time being chronically <laughs> ramped up all the time. Fight it's like, oh uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's ah, like you're jittery because you're so stressed. <laughs> like, yeah, that that's not good. It's yeah. That's how you have adrenal fatigue. That's how you have burnout. That's how you have all these things. What do you, uh, what do you think of peptides? Peptides are yeah. interesting. Yeah. I, do, I just don't like, I mean, I know I would take peptides like BP 
C-157 yep. to regenerate some tissue if I was under injury, for sure, probably. But that's because I've seen all the biohackers do, and I think that's cool. But, again, I don't think that I, – I don't know enough yeah, about well peptides. Enough. I'm not well-versed enough. I don't like that take – like, if you took something and then had to take a PCT, like, yeah, I don't to like – To regulate your hormones To regulate your hormones back down. I don't like that. I don't want to have to do that. I don't think that that's – very uh, controlled. It's ve- it's very hard to control. Yeah, it's like, difficult to it's protect. It's very difficult to retain. And so then I just like, I, I could just see a lot of places where you could miss. And so that's why I don't want to do that. But for me, but like I, again, if I was war first, I don't, I can't recommend no either. Cause like, I don't know. I'm just curious on your thoughts. Yeah, just cause you? we haven't talked about no. peptides. Yeah. What about you? Like, please. Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, I'm not, well-versed on this topic as much as I would like to be. Um, but like, well, you guys sell some too, right? Yeah. Yeah. But we have like the difference is just like the, um, the effect that it has like on your brain. And so like MK six, seven, seven, for example, and like, I probably will misquote this. So, but it's, it actually stimulates like, so your ghrelin, which is your hunger hormone, but then that affects your pituitary gland in your brain to secrete more growth hormone. And so it's like mm. that is freaking like crazy that aside like aside from or opposed to in, like injecting exogenous growth hormone, no, my brain just produces more of it. It like sends a signal to your brain to and do the, it. And then what's the difference in that and taking like a plant like Fadoja agrestis and Tongat Ali for testosterone? And- for testosterone, where you are, you know, basically turning on your your nads to yeah, to right. be more <laughs> fertile, so that your testosterone goes up. Like that's what it's doing. Yeah. Is it's it's a signaling. It's signaling your body to do something down there, and that gives you more testosterone. So, like, what's the difference in this and that between the fagosia? Yeah, the, and like like like, if, like or the peptide, right? Like the. Yeah. Well, I think I think if you can stimulate your body to make an adaptation before just getting an exogenous source, I think that's always going to be the better route. Um, but you know, we are creatures that like the instant gratification. Instant. Instant. Give it to me. Give it and to me so, now. Yeah, and it, so that's where we just kind of like are impatient, and so we want we want that just quick result and the minimal effort. Like it's a, it's the same thing. And like, I don't think again, being effective, like, yeah, everyone should want like the maximum result and put in the and, least and amount of work. Yeah, like I want to be optimized. Most. Yeah. I want to be optimized. And I'm not saying like, yeah, but like there's like risk reward, cost. right? Price for paradise. <laughs> yeah. What's the price? What's it going to cost me to have that paradise? That's it. Our, uh, our conversation has like largely revolved around that. Frick yeah. <laughs> Theme baby. <laughs> Um, no, it's, uh, it is, it is interesting. And like, that's why it's so cool to like read and learn about this, like Huberman being a great source for it. Um, the video I was watching on like BPC one five or one five seven. And there was like another one TB, I think 5,000 was, it was Ryan Hermiston. Who's a local guy out here. Uh, I think he trains at AZ fit lab. We are going to have to cut this okay. in soon, man. But we can still talk after six. This. We're going to keep talking. Yeah. I know we might have to make it like a double podcast. This is getting so long. Yeah. Let's go get some lunch. Is, yeah. Right. This is about to be round two. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, wait, what was the other one, though? BPC-127-TB? 
TB5000, I believe. Yeah, TB5000. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and that what is that one for? It's for regenerative uh, okay, repair. Regenerative, it's very yeah. similar to and, the Okay, PC so yeah, like those two are like, yeah. Why? I don't see why. Well, you wouldn't. I'm like, but what's the risk? I don't know the risk. So I'm not well versed. Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. Um, not yet. It's just a constant. Yeah. Um, constant. Like I'm always trying to learn more sources. So it's just it'll never end. Yeah. With I mean like I'm scared for AGI. I'm not like you know with this AI stuff like because I can just ask ChatGPT all these questions now and get a lot of good answers. But also there's the bias and all the different things between all the different companies creating AI. So then I'm like questioning that. Yeah, go on PubMed, get NCBI, some studies. Yeah, some Do clinical that. data. Well, I hope they start using an AI so that they can you can just read those studies a lot faster. Whoa. And do all that analytics and all those things. Here's what right? you do. You just highlight the entire article <laughs> and then you say, hey, summarize this summarize and give me the most important GPT? points. GPT? Yeah. Yes, sir. There it is. All right. I have homework. Okay. <laughs> Should we cut it and let's go get some lunch? Let's go get some lunch. Okay. All right, brother. Well, thanks again, my friend. Another gold one in the books, but we'll catch you guys next week on The Price for Paradise. My name's Woody, and aloha. That was fun.